The following audio is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that this recording will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. song to think about mission. He will hold me fast. Uh, represent Australia's Baptist mission, global interaction, and it's a real privilege to do so, becoming chair of the Church of the Cross Queensland. But my heart is burdened deeply for the many millions, billions around the world who will never sing that song, who will never know the freedom that is tied up in Islam or in Buddhism or in all sorts of animistic beliefs, and will never be able to stop it. Thank you for the invitation to come to this and share with you. And thank you sincerely, too, for the support that you give through global interaction to the work that's going on in Thailand. Thailand, God is doing some great things in Thailand, really, and he's doing it through global interaction. Thank you for your support for Demma and Carolyn, and for Luke and Bell. That's my way of introduction. I want to show you a short video. You may have seen it before, but if you haven't, if you haven't, it's good. If you have, it's good too, because it's actually really good. Gemma and Carolyn come to us from the Mizoram state in northeastern India. We have a number of Mizoram Baptist Christians who are serving with global interaction around the world. And uh, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And I'd like to introduce them to the next question today. I'm 
So when you go to Thailand as a tourist, and it all looks so peaceful and lovely, and it is in many respects, but the ethnic Thai culture is steeped in the belief that the cycle of life and death and rebirth continues and can only be broken through enhanced personal existence. Buddhism is an intrinsic part of the Thai ethnic culture. With many believers, that to be Thai is to be Buddhist. This sort of makes it a challenge for ethnic Thai people to see how they can follow Jesus without rejecting their culture and their community. But God is deeper out there amongst the ethnic Thai and he's drawing people to himself. And over the past years, the Global Interaction Team has built relationships within the various communities. And we are seeing after about 20, 25 years, numbers of communities growing up where we are seeing leaders being raised up, men and women, who are now discipling their own people. It's exciting. Faith communities growing, not because of what the Western people have been doing, but because of what God is doing in fellow Thai people. Local leaders are being equipped and trained, leading their faith communities, and they are discovering what it means to follow Jesus in a distinctly Thai way. That's what God's plan is for all salvation, for all creation. God's desire is that every person has the opportunity to hear about Him, to hear that He loves them and that Jesus has died for them. It's not enough to simply say these people should be left to their own ideas. They're happy, but that means they're not happy. Buddhism, in its many forms, does not offer happiness, just the opposite. Buddhism denies the existence of a personal God. But the Bible tells the, the, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, who reconciles, who restores, who redeems, who resurrects life. Buddhism requires a person to work out his or own salvation by following certain steps. 
Buddhism is motivated by a promise to escape suffering. Christ motivates us by showing us God's love. Buddhism is primarily focused on individual enlightenment, but Jesus has his followers focusing on serving God and serving others. And that's the purpose of his church. To do all we can to see this good news message of Jesus gets out to the world. That's our task. That's our mission. Ethan Hunt is able to accept if he does to do his mission impossible or something else. We don't get a choice. If you know and love the Lord Jesus, you don't get a choice like Ethan Hunt does. We choose to accept our mission. But this is the mission of the church. This is what we exist for. For you and me and the Lord Jesus. Chris Wright, in his wonderful book, The Mission of God's People, says, it's not so much the case that God has a mission for his church in the world as that God has a church for his mission in the world. Mission was not made for the church. It's not made to keep us busy. The church was made for mission, God's mission. God's mission is to be known by his creation. That's what he wants. That's what he made us for. He delights in knowing his people. But many do not know him. There was a situation Moses found himself one day when he was seeking asylum in the desert long after he killed an Egyptian soldier. No doubt many of you here are familiar with the account of the Exodus where Moses encountered a bush that was on fire but wasn't being consumed. Certainly got Moses' attention. And out from the bush, God spoke to Moses reminding him that after 80 years of help of handling himself, learning what it was to live in a court of a king, the Pharaoh in Egypt, and then spending another 40 years learning what it meant to be a shepherd, and countless little animals, burdened by human beings. I've worked with sheep, but I've burdened by human beings. God said, I want to take all that experience you've got, Moses, and I want to use you to liberate my people. We have been languishing for 400 years in Egypt. Let's read that passage in Exodus 3 and 4. God says to Moses, and just listen to the dynamic, work through the dynamic that's here happening here. God of the universe is talking to Moses, okay? God says, Now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them this. Tell them Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to me. He told me, I've been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I promise to rescue you from your oppression in Egypt. I will lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey. Fantastic. But, you know what happens when you say but? Whatever you just said doesn't mean anything anymore. That's great, Lord, but Moses protested. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to me? And the Lord asked him, what's the devil in your hand? Well, that's my shepherd's staff. Throw it to the ground, the Lord told him. Moses threw it down the staff and it turned into a snake. And Moses jumped back. Would you do the same? I probably would. Then the Lord said, reach out and grab its tail. Moses reached out. I probably wouldn't. And he turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Before on this time, 
Hang on, I'm wondering here. There we go. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has really appeared to them. Then the Lord said, Now put your hand inside your cloak. So he made him put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out again, the hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back in your cloak, the Lord said. Moses put his hand back in, and he took it out again, and said, This is Satan, as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, If they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. If they don't believe you, or listen to you after these two signs, take some water from the Nile River and pour it on the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never had been, I'm not even now, even though you've spoken to me. I get tangled by it, my words get tangled. In the Lord, to Moses. He makes the person's mouth. He decides whether people speak or do not speak. Hear, or do not hear. See, or do not see. He said, Oh, that's right, Lord. And it goes. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send someone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well, and look, he's on his way to meet you now. He'll be delighted to see you. He takes his shepherd's staff with you and uses the formulation of science. I'll take some time to read this passage, and many of you are familiar with that we've known since Sunday school days. Did you notice that how God thought of every circumstance? And he asked Moses to do something all the way along the way. Despite what Moses said, all his objections, God said, Okay, I'm asking you to do it, therefore, I will provide. I can't do this work. But what about that, Lord? I will provide. But what about that, which they say that? I will give you the gift. When God asks us to do something, when He asks us to speak to somebody, when He asks us to share with somebody, He will provide. It's a given. Every time Moses had a question, every doubt he held, God had an answer. Then has God asked you to do something? And all you've done is say that. And the moment God is on after having sung the songs that we sang this morning, you are my God. After we've taken the communion cup, thank you, Lord Jesus, for my salvation. And God says, I need you this morning. Oh, but Lord, God gave Moses no excuse. It's not if you will accept this impossible task, it's amazing that it's a possible task. You might say, well, but I haven't been asked personally to do something. I do try to live a good life every day. I look for opportunities to speak about Jesus and to be kind to people. But has God ever called me to the mission field? Not that I'm aware of. And that's probably a reason I'm not the same as Lincoln Bell, Seltzer, 
a need and a desire, a burden for those who have never heard. I don't know that we've ever been called in that respect. Do we need the words that we are well saying across the sky? Do we need it in these neon flashing lights? Or could it be starting with a burden that we don't have? Or somebody lives in another country where you have to go and learn the culture and learn the language. Oh, what a desire to get into the country. Let's jump ahead to another video. That's about 1300 years. And look at Jesus' story. Here's another passage that many of you are familiar with. Jesus speaks to his disciples. This is after the resurrection. He said, I've been given all authority in heaven and in earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to be disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. Be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Pretty specific. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. In fact, Matthew tells us that it's 11 disciples. We might say, hey, that's really good. That was those 11. That's not me. But what is Jesus saying? He gathered himself the hook. I suggest that we can only ever call ourselves disciples of Jesus when we are actually in the act of making disciples. That's not enough. We are not a disciple of Jesus until we are making disciples. How do we know we've made another disciple? Well, it's because we are beginning to make disciples. The graduation only occurs when they are making disciples. And yet within our churches, often we see that time is lifting each other up, boosting each other up. Yes, we're, we're walking in the faith and, and we're helping each other along, but what about the world around us? Here in Queensland, before we think about it as a as people who have no opportunity to be able to work this country. And up above, I don't know if it's up above me. I don't know, but I back, 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 back. And what did God say to the other 46 and Moses? And what Jesus said to his followers, I have all of you. He may not be in Thailand or Denver in Thailand or Luke and Bell, but he's thinking to make disciples of them together. Have you even spoken with God about that? So that's the next door neighbor. So that's somebody at work or uni or school. Our friends in Canberra, and they learned Spanish simply so they could get to know the fellows over the country. They watched it, they learned it, they informally learned it, they watched it on TV, SBS, they come up and stay with us, and we watch the news in Spanish, and we want to keep going, just so they could build a relationship with them around the country. And all of that, God took them around the world, ministering to people who speak Spanish. That wasn't their intention, that's what they did when they said that. Did you notice in that great commission it was where Jesus promised to supply everything? I have all authority, I can do this with you. 
and he says, I will be with you. In fact, Jesus promised to be as close to you and to me as he was with the disciples in the boat in the middle of Lake Galilee, in the middle of the storm. That's how close we are. Early last year, Luke and Bell and their family of three boys moved to New Delhi to visit the Ban Palau in Thailand. The reason they moved was because the work that was going on in the village that they'd been working in, they'd taken over from other global interaction uh, workers, and the work was coming to an end. They'd done themselves out of a job. The work had been passed on to other people who were making disciples. And in fact, in that village, there were three community faith communities that were existing in that Buddhist village. Faith communities of those who loved the Lord Jesus and were growing themselves and growing into other intellectual work things and family competitions. So Luke and Bill, at the end of their first term, so they'd only been there for three years. They prayed an awful lot and started looking for another group that they could serve. And they took their practice to them. They happened into one village, and they stopped at the bridge stand to be and said, we ate a lot of ice cream that day. He said, what they do is they go into a village and then talk to one of the local storekeepers. They buy some ice cream and talk. And so you do this sort of town. Luke is an English teacher, and that's how they give them a visa to be in Thailand. And he volunteers into the local school. And you see a number of villages and six hundred people. They get into a village and put their, their customer ice cream. And they see these English taught in the school here. They saw the story out of primary school in the village. And the man said, Yes, would you like to be introduced to the English teacher? Oh, that'd be lovely. So he closed up his store there and then they went down the street and around the corner. And they were introduced to this lovely older lady. And she said, yes, I teach English at the local primary school. But I'm about to retire. And they said, if you're still interested in another English teacher, yes, I am. Come and meet the principal. And as time went on, it wasn't overnight, but as time went on, Luke and Bell came home to their home assignment. No decisions were going on. Moana, our team leader over there, in the meantime, went down to that village and visited with the, the lady again, the English teacher, the school teacher. And in the conversation, the lady said, Do you know if there are any people in this village that follow Jesus? She said. And this lovely lady English teacher said, Yes, there's one in the village. Not only had God led them to a village, He led them to the very person who was the disciples of they would move there. They renovated a house, beginning to know that people were prayerfully seeking opportunities to see the goodness of those people, literally setting people free from the darkness of the city. God supplies the need. He meets those needs. Other needs they have are friends who regularly pray for those who need food to gather to be safe every day. I know other people are regularly investing financially to keep Luke and Bell and the boys over there. And I know there are folks in this fellowship that are doing that. But it's sincerely satisfactory to be a part of the world. And as their friends, 
Surely, giving to God's will is an investment. It's grand. 
I'm looking for long-term returns here. Might get much longer than eternity. Let's go to the investment. We're currently talking several families who are pressured that we consider in the service in Providence and they'll need investors to give them time to pay for them and finances to match their investment. Moses' call is to seek protected people's feet. It is something that doesn't get us in. We're sitting people's feet with a good news of Jesus. That's what people see. God not only commissioned Moses, he gave the assurance of every need Moses had with his supplies, on time and in time. And no matter how hard he tried, Moses had no excuse. Neither do we have any excuse in doing what the Spirit says we're going to do. But to go and tell other people about Jesus. It seems we go with those same wonderful promises that whatever the need, how do you accept that as a challenge? Father God, we get excited when we hear from people like Gemma and Carolyn, Lucy Bella, and others that the people in foreign places are coming to know Jesus. It excites us when we hear people in our local communities coming to know Jesus. As we said earlier, the opportunities. And we see the cost of our leaders, the community and the activities that the church conducts, that opens its doors to folks who would not normally come to a church service. But then we give us many opportunities to go to our workplaces and talk to our neighbours and family members, in our clubs that we go to and our social activities. Help us to help us to remember that you are set to do something. Thank you for the salvation that you have given to us so freely, even though it costs you less than you could ever think. Please fill us with a deep desire to share that good news, come what may, knowing that you have all authority and you will supply every need. And may we rejoice too as we see and hear of many others from Thailand and elsewhere coming. Thanks for listening to this audio from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.